Okay, so last time we were discussing about the, how the devil tempts us or how he tries to deceive us. So one of the common things is he will try to make you do something that you already have. If you are already righteous, he will try to make you by doing good works, you will become righteous. That is the doctrine he will bring. Okay, when you do good things, when you do all these good things, then you will be righteous. So same temptation was for Adam and Eve. They were like God, but he said, if you want to be like God. Now we already have the fullness of God. So if it tells you when you receive an impartation or anointing or uh, if you give some money or whatever, different reasons and what, through different avenues, try to tell us that by doing this, maybe you can be filled of God. By doing this, maybe you can become more like God. So if you fall for those things, remember it is the same temptation Adam went through. In Christ now, we have been made perfect and what? We saw from Hebrews, you are perfect. Perfect doesn't need anything more. All you need is a realization. So how do you get the realization? By knowing the truth. Okay, by hearing the truth, by seeing the truth, by understanding the truth. So we saw the last time. What do you do with the truth? You acknowledge. Okay, start acknowledging what the scripture says. Yes, okay, I am the righteousness of God or I am perfect. I am redeemed as he is. So I am. So just acknowledgement and matter. So by acknowledging Simply by acknowledging, our faith starts becoming more effective. So we already have the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. By acknowledging and matter, by acknowledging, mind is getting renewed. So we are not in a process of getting something from God. But our eyes have to be opened to what we already have. So once we start seeing those things, we will manifest what we already have on the inside. So the life of a Christian is just to grow and matter. Peter says the same thing, grow in grace, grow in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So all we need is a knowledge which we already possess in our spirit but our mind doesn't understand sometimes. So that's why he gave the word of God so we can see it, we can read it, compare scripture by scripture and come to a right conclusion on what. And we came to a point where we said that devil does not have any power, the only power he has of deception. And when he deceives, he brings fear to you and then he takes the same fear and tries to trap you. So the power that you give the enemy is your fear. So first of all, don't fear. Someone said in the Bible, 365 times it is mentioned fear. It's don't fear. So for every day, one word, do not fear, do not fear. Be of good cheer. So guard your heart. Have the armor of God. Righteousness, peace of gospel of peace, helmet of salvation, sword of the spirit, shield of faith, all this and So put that armor on. Don't take it off. Okay, by a proper understanding of who God is, who what he has done for us, don't let wrong deception come into our hearts. That is how you block the attacks of the enemy. But once you receive false knowledge, it is like a seed. It will grow. It will bear fruit. So that's why Jesus said, take heed what you are hearing. Take heed. Be aware of what you are hearing. Then we also came to a scripture which said that uh, devil has been destroyed. It doesn't matter what our experience is. The Bible says devil has been destroyed. He has been defeated. So we need to accept that. Accept it as a final fact. So once you start accepting what God's word is saying by the acknowledgement of God's word, by agreement with God's word and acting in line with the revealed word of God, what God has said will come to pass in our lives. Okay? We cannot try to change God's ways. If God has already said by his stripes, we are healed. So God is not going to change his statement. Okay? God is not going to change his statement because that will break the scripture. Jesus said the scripture cannot be broken. Every time we go to God, the only answer He can give us is, by His stripes, you were healed. 
okay you were healed you were healed you were already healed forgiveness you are forgiven you're already forgiven one sacrifice under the law one year forgiveness was there through the blood of christ eternity forgiveness has been received so it is past tense the past tense of god's word is very important so once we know those things we'll stop falling for the lies of the enemy the other thing is uh, the teachings in the past that we might have had those teachings portrayed the devil as having some superhuman power and uh, very powerful being but colossians chapter 2 colossians chapter 2 verses 14 15 let's see what they are saying he's saying blotting out the handwriting of the ordinances that was against us which was contrary to us and took it out of the way nailing it to the cross having spoiled principalities powers and made a show of them openly triumphing over the minute so there are some words which we just need to uh, explore deeper meaning of those words first of all he's saying jesus through the cross okay everything that was against us the law and all the requirements he put it on the cross it is nailed to the cross it is not being applied to us again then he's saying he spoiled principalities and powers so spoil actually this is used in terms of war warfare so once you spoil one king spoil the other king under it means to take everything of value from the conquered foe so it's not talking about like uh, we keep food and the food gets rotten food gets spoiled it's not like that it is defeating someone taking everything from the other person that he does not have anything left if he was a king and he has a chariot he has an armor he has a crown he has all these things different things so nothing is left with him okay it's brought he's brought to a state of beggarly like a destitute person so that's what it's saying it's talking about conquering an enemy and taking everything from them satan principalities all other demonic powers have been spoiled so we need to accept this fact this day we need to settle it in our heart okay we are not fighting an enemy that is in power we are not fighting an enemy that has authority he has been stripped of all his authority through the cross and resurrection jesus christ stripped the devil of all power and authority the first adam may have surrendered it at the fall but the last adam took it back at the resurrection so because adam did something wrong bible says that sin entered into the world it's like if someone is coming now and you open the door he has entered into the house so that's how romans chapter 5 says it says sin entered into the world means what it is an alien entity it was not part of the creation part of man it came it entered so sin is given like a personality it's talking about as a personality so how do we understand the cross because in the past when uh, moses moses time serpents were biting people so god said lift up the serpent on a pole and when people saw that serpent on the pole even if they were being bitten by the serpents when they saw it they were healed and jesus john chapter 3 he says just like moses lifted up in the wilderness so shall the son of man be lifted up okay but now this is the point serpent was lifted up and jesus is the righteousness of god jesus is the divine one and is comparing himself to this serpent so what is happening there actually so when jesus was lifted up as we saw the other day jesus was not judged but sin in the flesh of jesus was judged okay all sin he took upon himself that it resembled that serpent but the serpent remained nailed to the cross that's what we need to understand today when 
See John chapter uh, one. We'll just check it out. I'll read it for you. You can also check it if you want. John chapter one, verse twenty-nine. John chapter one, verse twenty-nine. The next day is everyone there? John chapter one, verse twenty-nine. The next day, John sees Jesus coming unto him and says, "Behold, the Lamb of God, which is taking away the sin of the world." See singular. Through one man, sin came into the world. Okay, he is the first Adam. Jesus is the second Adam or the last Adam. Now he is saying, "This is the Lamb of God, which is Jesus, and is taking away the sin of the world." So the sin that came through Adam, like an alien entity, which is personified, like a person, it is described. That sin, Jesus took it away. All the acts of sin were following this sin noun. Okay, acts, verbs of sin. were being proceeded from this sin so this sin entered adam or sin entered the world and was spoiling everything death sickness disease corruption everything is because of that thing but if you take the bible literally is saying jesus the lamb of god is taking away the sin of the world when did he take it on the cross we we see it again and again he became sin who knew no sin that we might be made the righteousness of god in christ jesus isaiah 53 he bare our sins Okay, he, in his own body. Again, Peter says, "In his own body." One Peter two twenty four. He bare our sins in his own body on the tree. Now, again, on the tree means what? Anyone that hangs on the tree is cursed. Old Testament there is a saying that whoever is hanging on the tree, he is a curse of God. So he became sin. He took curse, and this sin that came through Adam was punished or demolished or destroyed. or deprived of its power on the cross so it's like jesus trapping everything and bringing everything into him but it remained on the cross it is nailed that it cannot come again and trouble you so when he's saying spoiling principalities and powers and made a show of them openly triumphing over them in his cross okay if someone is against you some you have an enemy and you are constantly afraid that this enemy may attack me okay some day somehow he may come back so these people are saying this show is actually this word show means exhibition it is a word used for exhibition we put on display okay we put paintings if you have painting exhibition you put it on display and people come and see people appreciate or people reject people get awards so in the same way it is saying he showed the devil and all the demons all these evil powers it was put on show it was put on display how first of all he spoiled them means took every authority from them took every weapon from them took every armor from them everything jesus took and then he's saying openly triumphing over them in it so this triumphant word simply means uh, the romans used to have a custom so the tradition or the custom is like this when you go out for a war and you defeat the opposing king king general all the army whoever is alive they will bring them back in a parade and in the streets of their city it will be an open parade and these people no matter it's a commander or general or a king they will not have the crown they will not have the armor and uh, i'll just read it to you from here the romans had a custom of parading the spoils of war and the conquered foe in front of the people after coming home from a conquest when they went out to fight an enemy if they conquered they would return and have this glorious victory parade 
If they did not win, they would not have this triumphant procession. The Roman citizens knew that if they did not have this parade, the enemy who had been terrorizing them was not defeated. They would still be anxious and worry about his return. Their side might have won a battle, but if they had not completely conquered the opposing general or king, they did not have this parade. However, when they conquered the enemy, the Romans would take this opposing general or king and parade him, whether dead or alive, to the people. If he was dead, they would show his severed head and lifeless body. However, they usually preferred to capture him alive. They would totally strip him of all the armor, all the kingly garments, jewelry that made him appear strong and important. He is made completely naked, humiliated. He would be tied to a horse or a chariot. Do you see this? Do you, uh, it describes Jesus also. See, stripped of all garments. It was, they put on him a kingly robe and later it was taken out. Whatever garments Jesus had, that was taken out. Okay, Completely naked and humiliated. Jesus was humiliated and Jesus was naked on the cross. So, if you look at it from this angle, it is also describing in this way. That in Jesus, in Jesus being crucified on the cross, the devil was judged. Why? Where there is sin... Because he is the one who brought sin into the world. We can say in a sense he is the father of sin. Jesus says he is the father of lies. Always from the beginning he has lied. He is a murderer. He is an adulterer. So then he would be dragged through the streets. They would also cut off both thumbs and toes. So he would never again be able to hold a sword or stand in battle. This is the manner in which the Romans paraded their conquered force. So he's saying only when you had total victory, when you captured king and his commanders and other people alive, only then you would have a, big, a parade like this. But Bible is saying Jesus okay, openly made an exhibition and took out this parade. This victory parade was taken in the spirit. Okay, He completely spoiled, completely took authority away. Whatever weapons they might have had, he took it completely away. And they had nothing on them. It's like they were being made to march naked. And the citizens of the country, citizens of the city, when they saw it, they realized that that person is defeated. Now even the smallest person, smallest boy of that country had authority over the defeated people. And it says here that this triumphant procession showed that all Roman citizens, uh, that their enemy had been vanquished. It totally diffused all fear that this guy might be able to mount another campaign against them. The parade displayed him in such a way that the common people would mock him, beat him, spit on him. The purpose of the parade was to completely remove their fear. The scripture plainly declares that this is what Jesus did to the devil. He defeated the devil absolutely at every turn. So, keep this in mind always, that at the cross, the devil was defeated. Any evil spirit that is trying to affect you or attack you. You see that that day they were put in chains. Okay, Their thumbs have been cut off. Both finger thumbs and leg, I mean, toes. Everything has been cut They cannot hold a sword against you. They cannot stand in battle against you because they have been stripped. They have been completely disarmed. Disarm means hands being cut off. What was the arm? What was the weapon they were using? It was the law. Okay, Condemning you, bringing fear on you, putting you in condemnation bringing sickness, disease, destruction in your life. 
okay condemnation will not allow faith to work so one of the weapons they had was the law or the major weapon because 1 corinthians says the sting of sin is death okay and the strength of sin is the law the strength of sin is the law but sin is what the devil brought which brought all the death but now jesus is the lamb of god who is taking that very sin and is taking it on the cross and it is nailed on the cross the power of sin is nailed on the cross the law has been nailed to the cross and in him that day the devil was judged so i'll show you a free scripture see what is the judgment of the world now if he is bearing the sin of the world then judgment of the world has to be borne also let's see what is the judgment john chapter 16 verse 11 john chapter 16 verse 11 someone can read that of Amen. So, what is judgment? Judgment was not God judging Jesus. In this, the judgment of the world. Again, what is the judgment of the world? It is not just saying simply judgment of the devil. We think when God thinks judgment, He is thinking about punishing people. But this is saying the judgment of the world is this. What is it? The prince of this world is cast out. Means whatever authority he might have had, whatever kingdom he might have had, whatever. he was holding he was defeated that day okay like a um, king going to war and completely destroying the other king it does not have a kingdom it does not have power does not have authority everything is demolished so recently recently i saw this even i thought judgment is something different but he is saying sin of the world jesus bore now the sin was in him and the father of sin is the devil so now what is the judgment actually being executed the prince of this world is cast out ephesians chapter 2 verse 2 says that the devil is the prince of the power of the air and now this is one scripture let's see the other scripture i'll just tell you john chapter 12 verse 31 because it is not just one scripture that is giving this conclusion to us john chapter 12 verse 31 or let me read from verse 28 just for context jesus is saying john chapter 12 verse 28 father glorify your name and immediately a voice came from heaven saying i have both glorified it and i will glorify it again the people therefore that stood by and heard it said it thundered another said an angel spoke to him but jesus answered and said this voice did not come because of me but for your sakes and now is the judgment of this world see again that phrase judgment of this world now shall the prince of this world be cast out okay the kingdom was given to adam adam was made lord over the earth god over the earth king over the earth but when he sinned he turned it over and presented it to the devil now jesus is coming and he's saying whatever he has held he shall be defeated in legal battle jesus defeated the devil and he cast him out like removing him from that kingdom whatever was legally ours to children of adam to adam so this is the judgment of the world what is it satan is destroyed satan is deprived of its power what what was he using sin sin is what he was using how was it getting strength the law so not only did he judge sin not only did he judge devil by casting him out he also nailed the law to the cross that now nothing can condemn you okay because the law brings condemnation there is not one sentence that can bring condemnation against you romans 8:1 this is the reason there is now no condemnation so i think these three scriptures are enough just to verify one one point so what happened now is 
because this sin came into adam there was also a habit or a nature that is in every person okay uh let's read i'll uh, because scripture is very clear romans chapter 5 let's go there it is not our own sin that causes causes us to sin but it is the nature we received from adam that is causing us to sin in other words you are not sinner because you sin you are sinner because you are a child of adam before you come to jesus romans 5:12 wherefore as by one man sin entered into the world just now before i said just like someone is entering into this house an alien person who does not belong there one man by one man sin entered the world and death by sin so death is passed upon all men for all have sinned so what is the root of death it goes back to adam and why is it passed upon all men because all have sinned so how have all sinned and it simply means like when adam and eve sinned no one was existing everything that was going to come was going to come through him so genesis chapter 5 says adam begot children in his own image and likeness but when adam was made image of likeness of god but now he's saying in his own image and likeness so through the fallen after the fall people came into existence but because they were all in adam before they came out okay in adam they all partook of the sin and they all experienced that death but he's saying for until the law sin was in the world but sin is not imputed when there is no law but nevertheless death reigned from adam to moses even over them that did not sin after the similitude of adam's transgression is simply saying adam sinned okay his portion was death but now death is reigning also on the other people who did not sin just like adam sinned so the command was was not given to you commandment was not given to me not to eat so we cannot commit that sin because that is not given to us and now we don't have the tree of knowledge of good and evil also to eat but is saying through him because the father of all the human race it just kept on passing kept on passing and even though the people coming behind did not do this sin they were partaking of his death partaking of that condemnation now see but not as the offense so also is the free gift for if through the offense of one many be dead much more the grace of god and the gift of righteousness by one man which is jesus christ has abounded unto many and not as it was by one that sinned so is the gift the judgment was by one to condemnation but the free gift is from many offenses unto justification for if by one man's offense death reigned by one much more they which receive the abundance of grace and the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one which is jesus christ therefore as by the offense of one judgment came upon all men to condemnation even so by the righteousness of one free gift came upon all men simply just like in adam you were counted sinner and you received death now just simply by being in jesus you are counted righteous and you are counted to live forever and more live in eternal life constant life moreover the law entered that the offense might abound but where sin abounded grace did abound much more when adam till moses people were living long lives okay 500 600 700 900 years but when law came the life was drastically cut short 120 80 90 50 60 like that so that's what he's saying when law entered the that the offense might abound but where sin abounded grace also abounded much more that as sin 
has reigned. See, sin reigning means what? It is not the action again. In Romans, primarily, it is talking about that nature, person. Like it's given like a person. There is something in you or was in you that was reigning. That was bringing forth death. As sin reigned unto death, even so grace might reign through righteousness unto eternal life by Jesus Christ our Lord. Now see, chapter 6. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin live any longer therein? Okay, if you are not concentrating, you missed it. From chapter 5 verse 12 until 21, it's talking about sin, 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 sin reigning, sin brought death. Sin did this, sin did that, sin, 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 sin. And then he's coming and saying, God forbid, how shall we that are dead to sin? Okay, he's saying sin, sin, sin is doing this, but now immediately saying you are dead to sin. So how is it possible that that person, the personification of sin, that nature is talking about is you are dead to that sin is what he's saying. That sin that was causing mankind to die and be separated from God in their own mindset. That sin, you are no longer alive to it, but you are dead to it. And he's giving the reason now. He's saying, no, you not. Don't you know that so many of you who were baptized into Jesus Christ were baptized into his death. So when Jesus came into the physical body, physical being, he became one with mankind. Okay, That was a union of God and mankind. So. When Jesus Christ died, this is what the next verse is saying, We are buried with Him by baptism into death. Like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we should walk in newness of life. Two reasons He is giving. Why are you dead to sin? See, when you are baptized, it doesn't mean water baptism. When you believe in Jesus, you are placed somehow, we don't know how it is done, but in the Spirit, you are placed into Jesus Christ. A literal union comes into being. A literal joining together comes into existence. So at that time, it is done by the Holy Spirit. You are made a member of God's, Jesus Christ's body. So at that time, when you were baptized into Jesus, what is happening to you is, you are placed into His death. And this is nothing new. The Bible says we were dead in sins. Okay, You were living to your own lusts and desires and the desires of the flesh, and you were dead in your own transgressions and sins. So, so we are already dead. We are already dead in sins. But in Christ, now you are placed in Christ's death. And this death that Jesus died, He died to sin. Okay, I don't know if I am able to communicate uh, anything. You were already dead. How, why were you dead means sin nature was dominating. Everything was coming from that nature that was in the old man. But now, you are placed in Jesus, who through death destroyed sin, who through death destroyed the devil, who through death destroyed anything that was opposing to us. So, in his death, you are dead to sin. And when Jesus was hanging on the cross, he took this sin, the sin nature or the old man, the Bible actually calls it old man. I'll just read on, you'll get an understanding. Uh, verse 5, If we have been planted together in the likeness of His death, we shall also be in the likeness of His resurrection. Knowing this means you need to know this. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Him. What is the old man? 
knowing this, that the old man is crucified with Christ, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that we should no longer serve sin anymore. So this is a very important verse. This is what we need to understand. Romans 6, 6. See, concentrate because this is where you will shift from old man to new man. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with Christ and is explaining the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not live and serve sin any longer. So when Jesus was on the cross, he took that sin nature. That sin nature was nailed to the cross and that sin was destroyed on the cross. That is what was in this old man. So when you believed on Jesus Christ, when I believed on Jesus Christ, when we talk about being born again, this thing, the old man, which is the body of sin or which is the sinful nature that was in us, this reality comes into our being. So you right now, being in this physical body, is not the same person that inhabited this body. When you came to Jesus and Bible says born of God, there is a definite point of time when you become born of God. When does it happen? When you believe on Him. From the heart, when you believe on Him, you become born of God. So what does it mean, born of God? Because it cannot be modified. It cannot be refurbished. It cannot be, I mean, just being set right. When it is saying God gave you birth, means it is a new thing. You cannot give birth to something that is already there. You cannot, that's what Nicodemus said, can an old man get into a mother's womb and again be born? That's not possible. So right now you need to see this thing, that that old man that was in you, in this physical body, is not you who are now in this physical body. There was an old man who was what? Sin, sin nature, a body of sin, that was the body of sin. That thing was crucified with Christ. But when you put your faith in Christ, this thing comes to pass in you. Meaning what? That thing is taken out and you come into this thing. So now, having you believed on Jesus Christ, you came from above. This body has memories of the old man. The mind has some memories of the old man. But once you believed on Jesus, you need to know, it talks about Jesus and says he came into the physical body. He uh, Actually, it's a tabernacle. Tabernacle means what? When you go for camps, military camps or different camps, you put a tent. That's the word there. It's saying the word fixed a tent and dwelt in that tent. See, Amplified uh, will read like that. I'll just read for you because this is very, very important. See, the one, John chapter 1 verse 14, Amplified. This is what it's saying. Pay attention. And the word which is Christ became flesh, which is human incarnate and tabernacled fixed his tent of flesh and lived a while among us. So, incarnation is what? Just like you're putting up a tent and going into the tent. So, when you believed on Jesus, you need to understand, you came into this body from above. You were not modified. Modified is not new creation. Modified is not born of God. Being born of God is not being modified by God. Okay, get that difference. So, you came here from above but this body and this mind has some previous memories. What is your job now? Through the word of God, realize who you are. Through the word of God, realize what is already done for us. So how can you live in victory in the flesh? Because in flesh, Jesus Christ died. And he's saying that old man is crucified on the cross 
that that body of sin might be destroyed and it was destroyed on the cross because sin was just in the flesh of Jesus. What sin is it? The sin of the world. And what actually is the judgment? Casting the devil out. Okay. De taking him out of every authority, every power and making a parade of the devil and his demons. So having this understanding, it, it propels you into a life which is total victory, absolute victory. Jesus never faced any defeat while he was facing a ruling enemy. Okay, Jesus was always victorious, always victorious, always triumphing. People tried to kill him, they could not touch him. Okay, there was no case which came to him which was not solved. Every person was healed, every dead person was raised. If there was lack, food was multiplied. If he had to pay taxes, that was provided, everything and not. So, this thing, if you understand that the memories you have is not your own memory, that is this sin memory which was crucified. So, Separate yourself from that thing. Who are you? How would you know? In Christ you would know. So from Acts or Romans onwards till the end, there are certain phrases. In Christ, in Him, in whom, in Christ, in Him, in whom. They describe who you are. There are so many realities just like the confessions we have. I am this, I am justified, I am saint, I am son of God, I am the righteousness of God, I am holy. All these are attributes. So by knowing the word of God and the finished work of Jesus, you get to know who you are. When Jesus was born, he was not born with the consciousness of God saying, I am God. He had to grow into it. Okay, Mary might have spoken to the prophecies that, that came to him. Then as he read the scriptures, the Holy Spirit might have enlightened different things to him. Bible says he grew. He grew in wisdom and stature and favor with God and with man. So there was a period that Jesus Christ grew. He was not born full born. He came like a human only. But now we have entered this physical body and we are already full grown we can say so we have a better advantage than what jesus had we have better positioning than what jesus had jesus operated as a man under the old covenant facing a ruling prince which is the devil but now we are facing a defeated prince okay defeated enemy totally destroyed enemy is what we are facing so this thing is very important that's why you cannot be a sinner saved by grace why that sin nature was crucified on the cross and I am not sin anymore. Okay, In me is no sin anymore. Why? Because in me is Christ. This is the spirit of Christ. I am born of God. Sin is not born of God. Okay, I am the righteousness of God. So we will just check one more scripture regarding the same thing. Uh, two Col Colossians chapter 2. This is the context. Again, it will give us good context. Colossians chapter 2. From verse 11 I will read. Or let me read from verse 9. That will be good again. Colossians chapter 2 verse 9, okay, he's saying, for in him, meaning for in Christ dwells all the fullness of Godhead bodily, means in physical human incarnation, the fullness of God, this is what the Amplified saying, see, in him, the fullness of deity, the Godhead continues to dwell in bodily form, giving complete expression of the divine nature, 10th verse, and you are in him, in Christ, made full, Having come to the fullness of life, listen to this, in Christ, you too are filled with the Godhead, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, and you have reached full spiritual stature. So if you take this verse, there is nothing else that you are going to ask for. Okay, nothing. He's saying, the Father, Son, Holy Spirit, their full nature is dwelling in you in this physical body which is incarnation. So just like Jesus came into the tent, 
and it was incarnation of God. Now we have also come into this tent. This is also an incarnation of Son of God. Okay, we are brothers of Jesus Christ. We are also sons of God. And he's giving the reason, see, in whom, verse 11, in whom you are also circumcised with the circumcision made not with hands in the putting off of the sin, in the putting off the body of the sins of the flesh by the circumcision of Christ. So circumcision is simply like this. When you get a chicken piece, okay, you have skin on it sometimes. So when you cut skin and you have the meat left, that is what circumcision actually describes, separation and murder, cutting off. So what did he do? He's saying, see, in Jesus, you are circumcised with the circumcision, not made with hands, in the putting off, means like taking away, putting off the body of the sins of the flesh, same like Romans 6, 6, by the circumcision of Christ, then again saying the same thing, buried with him in baptism, wherein also you are raised with him through the faith of the operation of God, who has raised him from the dead, and you also who were dead in sins, in the uncircumcision of your flesh. So what is the uncircumcision of your flesh? Having that sin nature. But once you are coming to him, because it is already done in the time past, but now it is applied to you. Okay, it is already done, everything is done. But when you put your faith, it becomes applicable in our own lives and spirits and bodies. And he's saying, he has made you alive together with him, having forgiven you all your trespasses, blotting out the handwriting of ordinances that was against us, which was contrary to us, the legal decrees demands, which was in force and stood against us. This note, with its regulations, decrees and demands, he set aside and cleared completely out of our way by nailing it to the cross. And God disarmed the principalities, powers that were ranged against us and made a bold display, a public example of them in triumphing over them in it, which is the cross. Therefore, let no one sit in judgment on you in matters of food, drink, with regard to feast day, new moon, Sabbath. Such things are only a shadow of things that are to come. But they have only a symbolic value. The reality, the substance, the solid fact is Christ. So, such a great work has been done. So, this is our only thing what we need to know is, is this Christ thought or is this flesh thought? So, when we think that we are sick, again it is a fleshly thought. Christ is not sick. So, now let's go back to Romans 6, 4. So, first thing is this, you are placed in the death of Jesus Christ. Okay, Hebrews 2, 9 says, this is what it says, He, by the grace of God, tasted death for every man. Okay, Jesus, by the grace of God, tasted death for every man. Means, Jesus tasted death for you. For you, for you, for me. So if he tasted death, and what death did he die? Is it spiritual death or physical death? Physically, he was put in the grave. Physically, he bled. Physically, he suffered on the cross. So that death, if he died as you and me in our behalf, so we don't have to die. Okay? When you are coming from above, coming from heaven, coming from God, when you are proceeding forth from God and born of God, you are placed in this victory. You are placed in this victory now. And you look back in the past, you see that you died with Christ. On the cross you died with Christ. Okay, not just died. Next verse, see, verse 4, 6, 4. Therefore we are buried with Him by baptism into death. Spiritually, we are not buried anywhere. 
so this is talking about physical death and he's saying not only you were placed in his death you were also buried together with christ jesus so the word buried there actually it means uh, placed into the tomb with him entombed with him through being placed in his death and the literal word for buried there is entombed together with funeral rites so all the funeral rites for you for me okay for the old man they have been performed so if you are willing to accept god's word at at his face value and you are going to accept that yes through jesus christ physical death i have died physically in christ jesus that day when jesus was tasting death that was in my behalf and i was buried with christ jesus when jesus's body was laid in the grave we were in that grave how is it mind cannot understand spiritual things it's a mystery we don't know how it happens okay jesus if he then died and it destroyed sin and is saying sin was taken away now it is applied to us now in present tense means this is also the same thing there is no time in the spiritual realm there is no space in the spiritual realm so it is all now 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 in the spiritual always now now reality faith is now so if you take the word of god and see yourself that when jesus tasted death i tasted death that day when jesus was laid in the grave i was laid in the grave and hebrews says it is appointed to men once to die okay mankind destiny was once to die and then there was to be a decision made judgment means a decision has to be given but bible is saying by the grace of god jesus died in behalf of every man that appointment with death jesus christ took that physical appointment with death and after that a decision has to be made what is the decision see this is what it's saying that like as christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father even so you should walk in newness of life the decision is what now since you have died and now since you are raised with him walk in that new life god expects us to walk in resurrection life resurrection power how will it happen you know to know where you came from you didn't come from adam okay so jesus is the last adam so in jesus that adamic race so for example if this is where adam began and this is where cross is at this point on the cross this adamic thing has come to an end adamic race that sin that plagued adam and his descendants that came to an end that is why it's called the last adam the second adam that day was the last day <coughs> jesus again and again and again said at the last day at the last day i will raise them up at the last day i will raise them up and then he said i am the resurrection and the life referring to the last day of resurrection and remember previously i said jesus is different or jesus is reality because in him the dead are raised lazarus was raised all these people were raised but bible did not say they were declared to be sons of god because of the resurrection of the dead but romans 1:4 says jesus is declared to be a son of god by the resurrection of the dead means what when he raised he did not rise alone all were raised in him we all were raised in him so at this point that was the last day that in him he raised up how can we say that we'll check a few verses see romans 6:4 uh, i just read it says like as christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the father even so you should walk in newness of life so we will see are there any verses that tell us that we were raised 
together with Christ Jesus. Uh, Ephesians chapter 2, Ephesians chapter 2 verses 5 and 6. He's saying, even when you were dead in sins, He has made us alive together with Christ Jesus and has raised us up together with Him and made us to sit together with Him in heavenly places. So if you want, you can separate it and say only spiritually. But Jesus was not raised just spiritually. The death He died, He died a physical death. Adam committed one transgression and death came. Jesus committed one act of righteousness and righteousness has come into existence. Through Adam came death, through Jesus came life. So because you were in Adam, you were facing death. Because you are in Jesus, you have already faced death. You have already gone to the grave. Funeral rites have been done. And now you are made alive together with Him. You are raised up together with Him and made to sit together with Him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Jesus was standing on the earth and is saying, The Son of Man is also in heaven and is also in earth. So we seated right now, we are also in heaven and we are also in earth. So once we start understanding these things, things will change. Colossians chapter 2. I read it just now, but maybe you didn't catch it. We'll see it again. Colossians chapter 2, uh, verse, uh, verse 12. Buried with Him in baptism, wherein also you are raised together with Him. Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. He's saying you are not only buried with Jesus, you are also raised together with Jesus Christ by the faith of the operation of God who raised Him from the dead. What dead? Physical death. And if you are raised with Him in physical death, it simply means you are raised. That's it. He met that physical death. And now we are trapped in this mindset which is coming from Adam. But that's what I told you, Colossians chapter 3. If you are raised together with Christ Jesus, set your mind on things above, not on things of the earth which is coming from Adamic mindset. So if you then will set your things, your thoughts on things that are above, and you are dead, means that old man is dead. Okay, I, 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 that was coming through Adam, that thing died. And your life is hidden with Christ in God. And now Christ is your life. If Christ is your life, how can you die? That's another great mystery and revelation. If Christ is your life, how can you die? Okay, if blood is your life, maybe when blood goes, you will die. But Christ said, He will never leave us nor forsake us. So if you just simply believe this one verse, things get changed. He's saying, when Christ is our life, when Christ who is our life shall appear, we shall also appear with Him in glory. So Hebrews chapter 2, let's go to Hebrews chapter 2 verses, we will check chapter 2 verse 9. But we see Jesus who was made a little lower than the angels. For what? For the suffering of death crowned with glory and honor, that he by the grace of God should taste death for every man. Okay? Jesus was made lower than angels so that he can suffer death. For who? For every man. And now he is crowned with glory and honor. Then it says, 10th verse, It became him for whom are all things, by whom are all things, in bringing many sons into glory. Okay? Jesus is crowned with glory and honor and he's saying we are also of the same father and Jesus has brought us into glory. What is the glory? According to this context, God glorified Jesus when he raised him from the dead. You will see this word again and again. Acts, he hath raised him from the dead. He gave him glory and honor. Okay, he gave him the name above every other name. 
So he's saying, now you are brought into the same glory, which is the resurrection of the dead. Let's go to verse 14. As much then as the children are partakers of flesh and blood. See, again proving the fact of physical death, flesh and blood. He also himself likewise took part of the same, that through death he might destroy him that had the power of death, that is the devil, and deliver them who through the fear of death were all their lifetime subject to bondage. He has delivered you, but if you still have this fear of death, all your life you will be subject to bondage. Okay, it is done. It is done. Death is defeated. Jesus has risen again from the dead. We are raised again from the dead. But he's saying those people were held all their lifetime in corruption. This word bondage, if you do a search, the whole creation is groaning to be delivered from the bondage of corruption. So what is the bondage it's talking about? It is the decay of the physical body. It is death. Whatever death you are seeing, plants die, animals die, buildings get old. It is this bondage of corruption he's talking about. He's saying, through the fear of death. So if you have this fear of death, you will age and eventually you will die. But what is the answer? See Jesus, by the grace of God, he tasted death in behalf of every man. Jesus tasted death for you and me. So your funeral was done. Okay, the old man that was in this, the funeral is done. He's already dead. He was placed in the same tomb that Jesus was placed in. Okay, we were placed in that grave. I shared his death. I shared his burial. I shared his grave. And I share his resurrection. That is the message of the gospel. You will never find this in any religion. What makes it real? It is real. This teaching or this consciousness can be not found in any religion. It stops at death. People say death is the savior or people say like this, death is the door to the father or death is the door to God. So this is the idea people have. Once you die, immediately you will see God. But it is saying you died. Why are you still waiting for death? Why are you still waiting for death? Is Jesus' death not enough to bring you to God? Okay, we need to question ourselves all these things. We need to question. If death is the door, the door is already open. Revelation chapter 4 says, John said, I see a door opened in heaven. What is that door? Bible says he through his flesh, he tore that flesh and made a living way that you can come to the Holy of Holies. So, any, any way you speak, this is the message you will get. What is the salvation that Jesus is talking about? Being delivered from the death. Hebrews chapter 5, go and read that. Okay, he cried, cried through bitter tears. He committed himself to him that is able to save him and raise him from the dead. So we are partakers of Christ's salvation. How? He was raised from the dead. And we are raised together with Christ Jesus from the dead. So death and resurrection are the basic foundations of Christianity. And Bible moreover says, if Jesus is not raised from the dead, you are still in your sins. But because he's raised from the dead, not only you're forgiven, but you're also declared righteous. So, what do you see when you see the cross? That serpent was lifted up. Okay, that sin was lifted up. The devil was judged. The devil was judged. Sin's power was broken. Death, Jesus tasted death. And he destroyed the devil that had that power of death. Means what? He does not hold that power anymore. What can he do? He can deceive you. And you will come into this fear, the fear of death, and then he will take you. He does not have power to kill anyone. He has to come through this agency of fear. 
just like through faith we get connected to god through fear you simply get connected to the devil this is very simple the gospel is very simple you have life and you have death god has placed before you life and death deuteronomy says choose life god is also giving you the best option choose life adam was given two options when you eat you will die and he said he gave him all the trees of the knowledge of uh, like trees of the garden and in the middle there were the tree of the knowledge of good and evil and the tree of life he could have eaten the tree of life whatever reason he chose not to but what would have happened if he ate the tree of life 1 corinthians chapter 15 verse 45 it is saying the first man adam was made a living soul okay it does not say spirit first man was made a living soul means what whatever life we were living before jesus christ came or the race that existed before jesus christ came it was just a soulish race just trapped in the five senses just like responding based on the soulish realm but is saying the first man adam was made a living soul if you go to genesis also it says same thing living soul but the last adam was made a quickening spirit or a life giving spirit i believe if adam ate the tree of life he would have come into his predestination which is to be conformed to the image of jesus christ he would have become a life giving spirit or a living living spirit which gives life so but now in christ it happened the second adam who himself is the tree of life but he came down as the first adam okay through his race through flesh and blood and he died and then he brought into light this bread of life he said i am the bread of life i am the bread that came down from heaven if anyone eat this bread they shall not see death so now you are no longer in this adamic race but you are in a race from christ to eternity this is in christ okay this is a reality all the world is in christ but for you experientially okay when does it come to pass when you believe then it comes to pass for you all the world is saved in a sense how christ's work is all inclusive all are justified all are declared righteous all are forgiven but when does it matter to you when it is coming to reality for you when you experience when you see that thing but once you are come there now you need to set your mind above so now in the time you can see like this first here is adam and then came jesus christ but if you are in christ jesus you are placed in a place where the fall has never happened okay you are not identifying with the fall so the mindset should not be identified with the fall so in the coming days this is what we will talk about just life life and resurrection life okay new man new man new man what is it son of god what is a son of god what are we how do we have the authority so this is going to be a radical shift from what we have been learning and thinking so it's just a matter of simply knowing who we are understanding who we are and growing in that so all these dreams or demonic visitations or any kind of fear that will leave you as you just understand this thing okay if you accept that you died with christ jesus and you cannot die anymore what fear will we have we will not be having any fear so that is where god wants us to come now because bible says jesus will not rise again from the seat unless death has been put down under the feet under the feet means what the body also jesus said i have the keys of death and the grave death and hell is the normal translation but the word is also grave so death and the grave jesus has the keys 
and Isaiah prophesied about it and said, On his shoulders I will place the key of David. That is the key Jesus said about key of David. No one can open what he shuts and no one can shut what he has opened. So shoulder is not on the head. Okay, Shoulder is not on the head. When Jesus was here, he was carrying that authority, binding, losing, just by speaking things. Okay, Giving permission or forbidding. That is simply as binding and losing. You say, I will not have this. That is binding. You say, I will have this. Or speak that into existence. That is losing. So, shoulders means the body. So, now the keys have been given to the body which is us. Yet, the body is not without the head. We are all one. The head is one and the body is one. The total being is one. So, if he is the bread of life, we are also bread of life today in Christ Jesus. We will see all those scriptures. But you need to prepare your heart. Be ready. Be prepared to receive the revelation that comes from the spirit, not from the physical realm. Okay? Because his words are spirit and they are life. So if you value the words of God, when it comes, you meditate on it. Okay, Think on those things. Live in those things. Live in that awareness of this is the reality. This is where I am. This is what I am. So, uh, what should I say? Defeat will be a thing of the past as we embrace these things. And a higher purpose. Okay, You will have a higher purpose in life because we are not just here to work a job, Okay, receive salary at the end of the month have kids, then get them married, then see their grandchildren and then go. <laughs> that is the Adamic mindset. Okay, That is not the purpose of life. So we will discuss all these things in the coming uh, coming weeks. So just to close, uh, the devil has been paraded. There has been a victory parade, a triumphant procession. And according to the scriptures, the devil is shown to be an absolute zero with the rim knocked off. He is nothing. So you need to understand that the devil cannot touch you because you are in Christ Jesus. And in Christ, okay, the greatest thing the devil could bring is what? Death. And he said Jesus faced that death and in the overcoming of the death, he destroyed the devil that had the power of death because he could not raise humanity in himself without destroying the devil. So recognize the fact, okay? Devil cannot do anything to you without your permission or your, without your cooperation. Now, you are lords, you are kings, you are gods on the earth, being sons of God. He is the true God and we are having His divine nature. That is again another scripture in 2 Peter. He's saying, being made partakers of the divine nature through the promises which comes through the knowledge of Him, we escape corruption. Again, that word corruption, bondage is what decay. This death, manifestation of death. We escape corruption that is through lust in this world. Wherever you will turn the Bible and open the Bible, it will just speak about life, 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 life. And there are many people, it seems, who are crossing boundaries and some people are living 300 years, some people are living 400 years. So we recently heard about those people. So from Jesus, it had to grow. Just like Adam, it came down. From Jesus, it had to grow. But deception kept people from growing. But now, because it is high time, God is bringing revelation. This word is being preached worldwide. 